Hello and welcome to It's a Gundam, the internet's best episode-by-episode Gundam Seed podcast that finished Gundam Build Fighters and decided to reconquer the next real Gundam series. My name is Jeremy. I'm going to shanks my way around the world. I'm Tyler. Oh man, it's almost over. My name is Zach. We are here for the final episode of Reconquista NG. Not our final episode, because we will be watching the last movie. Probably next week, we'll see. Check your schedules. Check your local listings. Maybe something else will be coming out next week. Depends on uh, how time works. I have to look at some calendars, because that Gundam Seed movie coming out real soon, so we might shift our schedule all around a little bit. Does that actually have a release date? January 24th. We have no idea when it's coming out in America, but if we want to do pre-coverage, we should probably do it before our Discord is only spoilers. In the grim future of the of January 25th, the Discord is only spoilers. <laughs> I might put in there, uh, no spoiler, please no spoilers. Or use spoiler tags. Or make sure to use spoiler tags. Yeah. But yeah, we are on episode 26 of Reconquista in G. It's name I know, and I don't need to play the episode to that point just to see what the title is. And get through Bellary talking about Rising on Earth. If this Barara's is- dead. Yeah, if this is your first time watching, Barara's dead. <laughs> Let's see, what else? Bellary, he's a space cadet. Of the Capitol Guard. In multiple ways. He decided that being kidnapped by a hot chick was what he wanted to do. So he got kidnapped by a hot pirate chick, pirate chick with his attached girl, Naredo Nug. <laughs> then he, hey, don't don't forget his other attached girl, Rariah. Uh, Rariah had brain damage because she fell to Earth in a Gundam from space. Uh, the Gundam could only be pirated by a hot chick and Bellary. And also Rariah for some reason. But she had brain damage. So they tried not to do that. The hot chick introduced Bellary to Klimnik, a genius, and Klimnik, a genius, introduced him to Mick Jack, his side piece. The genius' <laughs> side piece, let me be clear. <laughs> also, there was Captain Danielle. He was the captain of the hot pirate chick's pirate ship, the Megafauna. They decided Bellary would be a cool pirate, and he should get to pilot the Gundam instead of the hot pirate chick. You're forgetting that before he was kidnapped by the hot pirate chick, he killed the hot pirate chick's boyfriend. Yes. I'm forgetting because we didn't find that out till later. But she was very upset about it. Yeah, though, he was her boyfriend. We did find out that she was very upset about that he killed that guy. Uh, meanwhile, back at Capitol Guardlands, he left his uh, bro friend, Luan Lee, who wore a mask that made him hate Bellary so much. <laughs> so much it was inexplicable, literally. <laughs> but Bellary's teacher, who didn't die, there was a teacher who died, but the one who didn't die was like, yeah, being a pirate seems pretty cool, and he was also a pirate. <laughs> So they went to space to deal with space shenanigans and were attacked by the direct fleet of faction from the moon, specifically the moon colony Toasanga. Um, and then he was joined by the worst drummer in the Beatles. Yes, Ringo. Uh, after Ringo realized Raya was also from Toasanga and hot and didn't have brain damage anymore. <laughs> <laughs> is, this, is this recap helping anyone? <laughs> Well, well, let's find out. I mean, once they got to Toasanga, they found out that the hot chicken belly were actually related. And that Colonel Shifty was involved. Yeah, Colonel Shifty, the, the person who turned the Capitol Guard into the Capitol Army, was also from the moon, but he was secretly from Venus. So they decided to go to Venus to check out what was going on there. And they were building a giant battery with an ocean in it. But Roronora Zoro from One Piece was trying to rebel <laughs> against Venus and their weird vampire president. Because he wanted to take over Earth so that he wouldn't become a vampire. He needs actual Earth blood in order to become a vampire. He's just regular immortal otherwise. I don't know this is, if this is funny, so thank you guys for laughing at it. <laughs> it is accurate, though, 100%. Uh, they picked Weirdly, up some, yes. They picked up some guys without names and went back to Earth. 
Uh, they also got a ton of mobile suits. So many mobile suits. They're like, hey, Clem, Nick, you get a mobile suit. And you get a mobile suit, Nick Jack. And you get a mobile suit, Roranora Zoro's wife. And you get a mobile suit, Roranora Zoro's personal fitness instructor. And you get a personal a, a mobile suit, Roranora Zoro's queer eye for the straight guy. And don't forget Roranora, uh, not Roranora Zoro. Uh, Lou and Lee's girlfriend got a huge mobile suit. And Lou and Lee. Also. And Lou and Lee also got his own mobile suit. And the one instructor who lived got a new mobile suit. A- and Roraya got a mobile suit. <laughs> <laughs> and Naredo got Roraya's mobile suit. And Bellary got perfect backpack. <laughs> <laughs> Bellary has perfect backpack. <laughs> hey, that's a spoiler for this episode. <laughs> then they all fell to earth. And now and now they're in the Gita Highlands and are going to fight about it. Well, there's no better place to do it than the Guiana Highlands. Uh, except the direct fleet, they all died. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're all dead. We but, don't know what happened to Turbo. He didn't die on screen. As far as we know, he's still out there somewhere. Well, he he went to the Capitol Tower to attempt to migrate. He's Darth Vader spinning. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, everybody who is on Earth is Lewin Lee, Bellry, Bellry's hot pirate sister, Ida, Bellry's hot brain damaged friend, Raria, <laughs> Bellry's girl dash friend, girlfriend, Naredo <laughs> Nug. Klimnik, a genius, and Mick Jack. They are fighting against uh, Lou and Lee, a.k.a. Mask, Manny, Chikara, the po- the poet master, Kun Soon, Zoro's girlfriend, Rosenthal, a JoJo's character. <laughs> <laughs> he's always so funny whenever they show him and he's got his helmet on because he's got the long, like the pompadour hair yep. just like smashed into his eyes. And also suddenly a fleet of rattle pythons. Well, that's a spoiler for this episode. Is it? Okay, I thought uh, that already happened. And also a bald guy captaining Mask's ship. Did I forget anybody? I think the rest of them are dead. Oh, Curbs is there. Oh, yeah, Curbs. Instructor <laughs> Curbs. Yeah, so that's that's where everyone... That's G-Reco. And I mean, you, you're not wrong. Everything you said is technically true. The vampire bit was slight exaggeration. <laughs> well, we don't know that, to be fair. <laughs> and they have mentioned that there were a class of humans that were specifically birthed to be eaten. Yeah, that's why Mask hates Bellary now. Because if he's afraid Bellary will reinstitute cannibalism, because he got a cool Gundam. Man, I've got this cool Gundam, and man, I just, I just can't go another minute without finding out what my classmate takes tastes like sautéed in a fine sauce. Uh, so we're watching episode twenty-six of Reconquista in G. Cross, what was it? Battle Rising, Rising on, on Earth. Earth. Rising on Earth. You can too, if for if for some reason you don't think our description is going to be good enough to tell you what happened in it. Uh, we start out with what is obviously the final last time on, which was <laughs> including Bellary fighting some centipedes in low Earth orbit. Everyone entered the atmosphere. It was pretty cool. Lewin thought it was so cool that he took his mask off. Well, no, that was because he was too hot going into the atmosphere. The mask's only lack of feature is air conditioning. <laughs> so we cut to Bellary falling to Earth. He's upset that he has the coolest unit but couldn't do anything while falling to from space to Earth. I, I think it's a matter of... Um... He's so upset because he saw the uh, the salamandra explode because they were also entering the atmosphere. True. So I think that's what that's supposed to be related to. But Mask is right behind Bellary in his what Kabakala? That- I think that's it. Yeah. I think it's a. I think there's an eye in there. So I think it's like a Kabakali. So Mask is all offended that uh, Bellary defended himself when Manny and Mask attacked him, and he's like Manny. 
help me. Uh, you stay here. And she's like, there are two more units, which are Mick Jack and Klimnik a geniuses. Klimnik did detach his big unit to be his small unit. He detached the Dahak and is now the Dharma, which is another Shiva mobile suit. No, I think it's, I think it's, uh, this is the Dahak. The Dharma was what was around it. He declares that Mick will see that a genius is a genius. You will believe that a genius is a genius. And everybody's <laughs> taking off their helmets. Well, they're well, on they're an atmosphere. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Mick Jack is taking a nice water bottle break before they get attacked by Chikara and Kunsu. Well, that makes perfect sense since they seem to be doing that an awful lot in G-Reco. Look, they just went through atmosphere. It was very warm. You got to hydrate. Well, I mean, this this series is a uh, G-Gun, or not G-Gun, is Gundam hydration is important, kids, and gravity is a minor menace. Yeah. Water good, gravity bad. Yep. Meanwhile, this entire episode, gravity is a major menace. I was just, It was actually a major menace last episode. Normally, it's a minor menace. The final boss of the series is gravity? <laughs> it always was. Genner Abochi, the man who wrote the end of Madoka Magica and the end of Madoka Rebellion, uh, <laughs> described them as nailing the ending. I What? <laughs> So As what in, is like, to a cross? <laughs> so I wonder what Gendo Robochi thinks about his own endings, if this is nailing it. Maybe he's and only speaking pe- in how disastrous the rest of the series is? No, I guess some people would argue that Rebellion wasn't so much a landing as it's still in the air and we're waiting for it to come down later this <laughs> year. It double jumped. But I think it was pretty good, and I'm like, I want to see the version of g Reka that he got to see. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> So Kunsun decides, I want to fuck up a genius and his girlfriend. That'll make uh, my dead boyfriend happy. Because they made a perfect re-entry. Danielle is yelling at the tactical officer over <laughs> letting Ida go. And here's where we get a perfect line from Steer of, G-Self has perfect backpack. Well, after Giselle's like, yeah, she went to help Bellary. And Danielle's like, Bellary doesn't need help. And Giselle, er, and Steer agrees. But he, again, I, I, if we had a soundboard, this would be the main thing on it. Uh, G-Self has perfect backpack. I mean, it would all be Steer quotes, I feel like. But I mean, we're making fun of this, but like, she pronounces everything perfectly correctly. Like, well, she's, she's a native English speaker. Yeah, she, she's a native English okay, speaker. Did, did we actually establish that? Yeah. I thought we guessed that that might have been the case, but weren't sure. Yes, she is. But this is a thing that's common in Japanese media, is they will instruct native speakers to speak with a Japanese accent because it is easier for the intended audience to hear. And it sounds hilarious if you are native. <laughs> that makes actually perfect sense since... Uh... Speaking English with an English accent is often un- unintelligible to those of us who are native English speakers. <laughs> so uh, Ida is apparently too slow to decelerate, so hops on the G Lucifer for a ride. Look, we all want to hop on Raya for a ride, right? I mean, <laughs> anyway, Ida sees a fleet to the north and is like, when did my father build a fleet of ships and why did he send them to the Guiana Highlands? <laughs> because he wanted them to train with Domo and Kashu. <laughs> But Domon was like, no, I already have an apprentice. He's this weird redhead who's building models. Or he just sent him to the Guiana Highlands so that his uh, fleet could learn martial arts like Custody's tanks. Uh, anyway, I was like, man, President Zucchini's an asshole. We're going to have to deal with this. So they send out light signals. Which I actually really like that they employ, you know, the light signals because they've already presented like Minovsky particles make it impossible for you to actually transmit. So you can't actually go talk to them. So using these, like, different light signals, like, hey, I need to talk to you right fucking now. What the hell is going on with you? Yeah, we probably aren't going to get into, like, high point, low point stuff for the entire series of G-Reco, even though this is the last episode, because we still have the last movie, and we'll do a wrap-up ap- episode like usual. 
But a lot of that universal century bullshit is some of the best stuff. Of Minovsky particles exist, so we can use balloons, and we have to use light signals, and there's, like, tension due to lack of communications. That's some of G. Echo's biggest strengths, I it feel makes, like. It lets you do clever things in fights, whereas instead of, like, oh yeah, we've got perfect sensors and all this other stuff, which, given that information, you'd be in a situation like modern day where it's like, we've detected an enemy, okay, fire from, you know two miles beyond visual range and delete it. Like, that's not interesting for storytelling, so you add all this extra nonsense in here, and now we've also got the added conceits of are they talking to each other? Well, if they're not touching each other, they can't hear each other. Unless they have plasma antennas or something. But, like, this series that hates telling you anything that's going on is always (laughs) very clear when something like that is going on. Anyway, there's a rattle python and four crocodile-class vessels. And Danielle's like, how much of our tax money is President Zucchini wasting on random battleships to send to the Guiana Highlands? I missed that line when I watched this the first time. That is fantastic. I love that line. You guys were ragging on the epilogue before we started the episode. but Tyler I do... was ragging on the Yeah, I was specifically. But I do love the uh, conclusion to President Zucchini. Yeah, it is pretty good. I thought good. that was overkill, but it was kind of funny. <laughs> well... Clem Dick, a genius, knows that there is no kill like overkill. Yeah, but he also picks off a whole bunch of innocent people. They were all politicians, Zach. Man, do I would not want to be an insurance adjuster in that area. <laughs> I like how Danielle is telling us who Colonel Koopa Resita is, as if we do not know by this point. Well, he's not sure, so he has to remind himself. <laughs> I mean, honestly, it makes a little bit of sense, since this series has been so, like, hit or miss with the stuff it's going to tell you. So him, like, reminding the audience who this guy is, because, like, the last couple of episodes, he hasn't done anything other than be shifty. So if you were watching this on a, uh, like, week-to-week basis, you haven't actually seen him do anything or, like, be talked about as to who this guy actually is for, like, ten episodes. Zach, if you're not if you're watching this episode week to week and you have missed a bunch of episodes, you're either high as a kite and going along with the ride, or you were lost before the opening sequence no, I meant, started. I meant if you like reminding you of who Compa uh, Receipt is, because he hasn't really been on screen doing anything since before they went to Venus Venus Globe. Uh, he was doing a little bit in that episode where they went to see the Bell talk to Bellary's mom, but yeah, you're mostly right. That's more of what I mean, is that he he's giving you a refresher as to who this guy is, because if you're watching on a week-to-week basis, even if you have been watching every episode, you probably haven't actually seen him do anything. And, Although, if you've been really paying attention, you probably have a spreadsheet, and you're probably still confused. Uh, yeah, and you probably don't have my excellent, excellent recap of this. <laughs> uh, speaking true. of which, I did forget Jugen. He's here, with a bunch of Rushias and the Bruzen, which is cruising to mess up a bunch of Rattlepythons. <laughs> They have so many wooshies. Jesus. I kind of love it, but it is like, hey. We- I thought Bellry deleted like most of their wooshies. A lot of those were balloons. And also Bellry indiscriminately deleted and also ex- explicitly this force wasn't here yet. So it's one of the reasons that the Capital Army was so emboldened is that they did not lose a ton of their forces in the great photon torpedoing of <laughs> whenever g takes place. And Jugen's like, oh, that's a fleet, but they were clearly hastily thrown together, and we can crush them before they get their act together. This is going to be one huge battle. Cut to Manny being like, the G-Rack has centipede beams! <laughs> die, Belry, die! <laughs> Belry's like, no thanks, and then just flies away. <laughs> I have perfect backpack. <laughs> Apparently he managed to lose the G-Rack, 
when he flies away. The biggest fucking thing on the battlefield right now. Bellry managed to lose. Uh, to be fair, I th- it's like the biggest mobile suit for sure. There are a lot of big. There are a ton of battleships around, so it is not the biggest thing. And specifically, he loses it because he's staring at the space gronodon for a minute. That I guess is now the air gronodon. <laughs> <laughs> It's no longer the space grandon, yeah. I was going to save this for the end, but I do kind of like what a cluster they make this final battle. Of like, it's all in a very tight area, but everyone is here. Except the direct fleet. They're blasting off again. No, I mean, I do like the fact that it's a huge clusterfuck. Everyone is here. Terry's here. (laughs) I was trying to think of a good uh, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate joke to make there, but I just couldn't come up with anything. So, uh, Mask's ship is getting... um, The the air grandon. The the Granadon is getting banged up, and they're like, where the hell is Mask? And the, uh, like, XO is like, I told you, he's currently mixing it up in another more problematic area. He's being uh, defended by the Zagaki and Rosenthal, and what I am pretty sure is Rosenthal's last appearance in this series. <laughs> I might be wrong about that. I think he has an appearance in the epilogue. That might be true. And he's like, damn, why did you Earthnoids just build so many random battleships and send them to the Guiana Highlands? <laughs> Do you all have a war fetish? Uh, meanwhile, Bellary's mom is driving Kampa Reseda to the battle in the glider. <laughs> and she specifically says, I don't know how to land this thing. <laughs> I mean, she'd never landed before. Bellary caught her last time. Mass tries to send Manny to the Granadon, either to help it or to keep her safe. I'm not sure. And he's like, yeah, the space, the captain of the Granadon is an idiot. You have to go like mind control him real quick. <laughs> Use your feminine wiles or something. I'm going to go kill Bellary. I hate that guy. For some reason. The mask says hate Bellary. <laughs> and Bellary is like, <laughs> you'll be I'm going to go stop the fleets from fighting. But mask is like, no, you'll be a dictator if you do that. You have that good dictator blood. <laughs> I will admit, one thing I actually really like this series do, uh, doing is the uh, the cutouts. Like, right there when Bellary is like, I have to stop the fleets from fighting. It has that cutout of him, like, off to the side. And then it goes yeah. away when it switches. And Bellary is like, oh, for fuck's sake, yo-yo. I do love how Bellary actually says, a yo-yo? Because the Kabbalakali has paralyzing death yo-yos. Unfortunately, Bellary has perfect backpack, and it has omnidirectional lasers. And Mask is like, this is bullshit, and flies away. Now where's Manny? Uh, Captain Manny fighting Klimnik, a genius, and his side piece, Mick Jack. Which... Weren't Chikara and Kunsun supposed to be doing that? Uh, Chikara they... ended up defending the Garandon. Um, and Kunsun fucked off. Look, uh, v- Chikara Venus decided Globe... he had to go do pull-ups. No, Venus Globe has very strict labor unions. They're on their 15. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're, they're with Yek and Diarka on their 15? <laughs> yeah. Chikara is doing pull-ups, of course. Be like, oh man, gravity makes this way harder. Uh, Mick Jack, unfortunately, is useless this episode. Oh, here they are. Here's Kunsun. Off that break. Fuck it, uh, uh, teaming up with Chikara to fuck up Mick Jack. I mean, in a way, it makes a little bit of sense, since this is kind of the only the first, second time she's used this machine. I do like, <laughs> Clem's like, hey, they built these, you know, and she's like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. It's okay, I figured out all their tricks. But then a bunch of wushias come down, and everyone's like, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Luckily, the Amerian fleet is tanking for all the main characters. So all of the characters we don't care about go have a battle over there. The, the main <laughs> characters are fighting in the, each other, and the Amerian fleet is fighting the like remains of the capital army. Yep. The Bruzen fleet. And also the space gratodon in the air. 
I do. There's an excellent scene of a uh, Jahannam just heat hawking a single Wuxia. So Kunsun and Shikara decide, oh, we should go kill some battleships. We're in, like, basically Gundams. It should be easy. Instead of, you know, fight, continuing to fight Klimnik and Mick Jack, who are presumably still there. Anyway, Ida and Araya are like, they were also on their 15, I guess, and they're too <laughs> late to stop them from blowing up the fleet. And Ida's like, hey, I want to help. And like, like, no, you're not allowed. <laughs> you're not allowed to help. But Elray's mom does successfully crash land. Hey, any landing you can walk away from. It just tears off all the landing gears. Gets into a nice fender bender. Don't worry, that'll buff out. Kaparisita <laughs> does bonk his head, which is pretty fun. <laughs> and they're like, ah, cool war, huh? And Bowie's mom is like, no, not cool. Hey, isn't that Bellary's battleship? Oh, man, I hope Bellary isn't in this big war, but he definitely is. Yeah, what the hell is the megafauna doing right now? Wondering what the hell it's supposed to be doing at the moment? Because Ida left. <laughs> I miss the fact that Bellary's mom falls out of their, like, atmospheric, like, re-entry glider and kicks Rosita in the face yep. when she does it. Uh, we then cut to the previously mentioned Kunsun and Jakara fucking up some Amerian battleships. Not the crocodiles. But Klemnik, a genius, shows up, having defeated nine mobile suits. I, I like to believe he just made that number up. He's like, seven, well, wait, nine. That's more impressive. Mick Jack doesn't cheat, though. She's only at four. Kunsun is like, wait, the Trinity and the D- and the Dahak are on the enemy side. It's like you were fighting them like five yes. seconds ago. <laughs> yes, they are on Amaria's side. You, you already know this. Roraya is like, hey, I decided the theme of this show is that Gen X sucks. Boomers are pretty cool, and the new kids are pretty cool. But those Gen Xers need to die for being on a battleship. <laughs> and then she fires her butt lasers. <laughs> the adults on that ship think they're playing with a big toy. I'll show them a big toy. Butt laser. <laughs> Mariah is like G Gundam controlling this shit, too. <laughs> uh, she destroys another battleship, uh, but has to be caught by Ida when she's caught in the explosion. And Ida's like, congratulations. Good job killing one of our allies. Bellary lands and is pursued by Mask, who he lures into a cave. I do like that Mask is like menacingly holding the yo-yo. <laughs> It'll apparently wound Mask's Kuntala pride if he doesn't kill Bellary. For reasons. And then we cut to Mask about to kill Bellary. In the Nega Zone. And then we get an eye catch that seems weirdly out of place to me. Like, I don't know if I want it skipped for the final episode or what it is. This one just seems really oddly stone-breaking to me. Especially because both of the ones that they chose are both very, very happy. Because it's Ida and Bellary, and their themes are both very upbeat and happy. Coming right on the the heels of the, you're out of power and I'm about to murder you. Using my murder gun. Insert sad Elijah Wood meme about finally finishing a book. That's right. It's over. It's done. We finally finished G-Reco, but wait, there's more. There's a movie. And if you're hoping that the movie adds any additional context by the time you finish this episode about anything, the answer is kind of. Um, <laughs> there is kind of some more context. Um <laughs> There are some added scenes in the movie which clarify some things, but mostly, like everything in G-Reco, they are baffling. Uh, So look forward to our coverage of that, Um, and then we will finally wrap up G-Reco in a little bit and give our closing thoughts on it. Um, Very soon, uh, we're going to be opening the questions channel on the Discord, 
So if you have anything you want to ask us about G-Reco or Gundam or really anything, honestly, uh, you can do so over on our Discord. Uh, I will put a link in the show notes when that is actually up on whatever episode that is relevant on. It's not quite up, just, you know. Get your pencils ready. Um, <laughs> as another programming note, uh, we are prepping for Gundam Seed Freedom, which is coming out this Friday. And in preparation for that, uh, Friday morning, we're going to be putting out an episode where we talk about our bingo card predictions. And if you want in on that, Jeremy has a bingo card generator using some of the dumb nonsense that we came up with during that episode. Uh, very fun episode. That's dropping Friday morning, so if you want to participate in that and somehow have the ability to watch the movie as it comes out, uh, you can do that. Just a disclaimer that I'm going to mention now, and also on Friday, please no spoilers in the Discord for at least a while, or if you do, please at least make sure to use the spoiler tag. Anyway, that's it. I don't think I'm doing a plug this week because I ran long with, like, programming notes, but we're all excited to get back to our roots, kind of, in watching Gundam Seed again. Anywho, thank you all so much for listening. Let's go finish G-Reco and take a trip across Japan. But then he gets hit with a sparrow. <laughs> because Valerie has entered tricky mode, which gives him the power of shooting little birds. And Mask is like, God damn it! Why do you have so many weird gimmicks? <laughs> Why are you so many playsets and toys? Anyway, then Bellary gets into Jaburo, where for some reason the Zagoks that Shara attacked Jaburo with are still here and petrified. So I guess they never cleaned those out <laughs> in the seven years that Jaburo canonically operated after that. And they also apparently survived that time that Jaburo exploded in a nuclear self-destruct. Spoilers for Zeta Gundam. Uh, unless this, unless these came in afterwards and they were retrieved during the Turne thing. <laughs> And we're petrified by the moonlight butter butterfly. That's possible, I guess. Cut back to Mick Jack and Klimnik, who have the greatest burn ever on the Venus globe. <laughs> be like, yeah, you're, you're just history nerds obsessed with war that wanted to do a war. We're real warriors. We got you. We know your secret. You're LARPing. <laughs> but unfortunately, Mick Jack gets caught and apparently gets grabbed by an electrostatic shock thing. Yeah, apparently. But it knocks her hair out first. <laughs> Well, I was like, going it to knocks say, it out of like the bun thing that she has. I was going to say, Kunsun has set her beam whip from murder to electrocute for <laughs> some reason. And this does just lightning McJack's hair in a way I'm kind of into. It's very 80s hair metal on it. <laughs> it, turns, it turns Mick Jack into a character from Bubblegum Crisis for a second, which enrages Klimnik, a genius, who just makes quick work of this wing whip with his many, many beam saber hands. <laughs> And Glimnick's like, ah, you came here to die at my hands. And Kunsun's like, oh, crap. Was that thing always this OP? Chikara's like, I will 1v1 you. Uh, but apparently the the hack has beam fingers <laughs> so that he can use as a shield. And Klimnix tries spinning because that's a good trick, especially when you're made out of beam sabers. <laughs> Klimnick is like, Beyblade mode. <laughs> Barara did that once too. Uh, and Chikara gets Beybladed. Not to death, I don't think. No, she just gets saviored. Oh, oh no, and no, then she it, blows up. Yeah, and then she blows up. <laughs> Kunsan just gets disarmed. Uh, Mick Jack tries to pursue, but uh, Clem Nick is like, Mick Jack, don't pursue Lu Boo. Go stand down, you're out of limbs. 
I will admit I'm really glad that you said it because I honestly could not figure out if Takara was supposed to be a man or a woman. <laughs> yes. I kept the Colonel Shifty and Bellary's mom who have bought binoculars from, I guess, the Shanks rental guy to watch the battle with. No, it's the Resident Evil 4 uh, vendor dude. What are you buying? Bellary's mom is just looking for Bellary. She wants to find Bellary. Now, I thought this would be really funny if she's like, where's Bellary? And he just comes flying I was expecting that her. too, yeah. Uh, anyway, Bellary's like, oh yeah, I forgot about that other bullshit power I've never used before, the photon searcher. That will just show me where all the cool main characters are with cool photon powers. And It'll then be I'll... able to let me end the battle without people dying. Somehow. And then he sends out a smoke screen, I guess. And apparently he needs a jump while doing this instead of just flying for some reason. It does seem like the G-Self's thrusters have somehow been destroyed because he stopped flying and is just jumping around since he Masik, went in that cave. Masik did get his yo-yos over the thrusters, so maybe they're just damaged. Uh, but then he runs into Manny and Mask. <laughs> and Manny is like, Bellary, die for Lewin. I know I wanted you to be friends, but my boyfriend rejected that, so now I need you to die. <laughs> Manny is now all in on the kill Bellary train. <laughs> So Bellary jumps back into the Jaburo cave to hide from the giant uh, G-Rack. And Manny is like, I'll bring down the mountain, I guess. Yeah, she's very frustrated that she's too large to fit. Mask is like, you go back to the Granadon again. I will chase him through a cave. Manny's like, no, I wanted to kill Bellary for you. Then you would love me forever. He sees the uh, the Zagox and is like, I know where Bellary is. And he must be out of battery power. And then he proceeds to indiscriminately shoot a bunch of shit. Not knowing where Bellary is. I don't understand what his plan was. To do parkour, which he does. Bellary's like, oh no, I can't cure a Yamato this guy and just destroy his weapons. Sister, tell me what to do. And apparently what his sister said in his mind was get your one of your guns blown off. And then one, fly out of a waterfall. One of your backpacks. And then we just see Jugen die. Like, randomly. <laughs> yep. And um, uh, apparently, apparently Ringo, Ringo killed him. Yeah. yeah, and Ringo and Curb's like, we're in this battle? <laughs> Remember us? We exist. And Bellary's like, holy shit, you guys are still alive? And is that my mom? What is my mom doing here? But... <laughs> oh, I missed the... Like, Rosita gets punted. Yeah, so Kunsoon. Kunsoon goes after the G-Self, lands on the plateau that Colonel Rosita and Bellary's mom are on. Bellary's mom is far away and fine, but the Kunsoon kicks the glider, which slams into... Kurdo Rusita and he blasts off again, but he cannot fly, and so he falls off this plateau to his death. And then he blows up. <laughs> like that is the most random death in this whole thing. <laughs> it's, you know, thematically resonant, and it feels like an appropriate end to Colonel Rusita, killed by a random war he started and wanted to watch, but it doesn't really have the impact, does it? No, because it's random and accidental. Which I think is on purpose and good for like, hey, you, you couldn't control this. Like, you started this big war, and this is the consequence of it. But it doesn't have that like big moment of like his face as he blows up, or him impacting the ground or whatever. I mean, I can see why you'd avoid that, but I mean, with something like that, I'd expect it to happen like as he's giving some kind of speech of like, I'm controlling this, I'm in control, like this is all me, and then he gets punted by accident. That's where I would see that, like, the thing. I'm a genius, oh no. <laughs> yes, I'm a genius, oh no. But, like, I will, I kind of like it. Because of the just absolute random nature. Like, it's an accident. They're not even, not trying to kill him. She is trying to kill Bellary, though. Which is why she accidentally killed Rosita. Uh, but Bellary <laughs> has a tractor beam. And he's like, hey, 
I'm not going to fight you anymore. Do you understand? And I guess he rolled a 20 on his persuasion check because she's like, yeah, I'll stand down. <laughs> Meanwhile, sitting on the wreckage of the glider, I Mask guess, is, is like, mass. what the fuck happened with this thing? <laughs> Colonel Reseda? <laughs> I mean, to be fair, like, Bellry does roll really high on his persuasion check, but Kunsun is also there alone where Curbs and Ringo are also right there, uh, and they're uh, not damaged. Alternative take. Curbs and Ringo are there. Who did I say? <laughs> no, you said Curbs and Ringo. I'm just oh. saying that, like, oh, no, not Curbs and Ringo. <laughs> but she's also she missing one arm. It's true. And Bellary would just tractor beam her again. Yes. So, Kinsen's not dumb. She's not a child, either. No, she's not. Mask sees the G-Self above him, though, and jumps up to climb and starts shooting him with all of his lasers and missile and beam saber. But Bellary uh, <laughs> still has tricky thin missiles. <laughs> There is a very cool shot of them getting into close combat, although it seems like Mask maybe got too close and can't use his gun. And everyone's like, oh no! Mask rips off the back of the perfect backpack. And brings the gun down to shoot, but Bellary has just seen Modica Rebellion, so he slaps that shit out of the way <laughs> so it can't point at him. But uh, then Mask kicks his leg pretty badly, damaging it, but Bellary's like, dude, I got a beam saber, so I'm going to take your arms off. Uh, but the like, arm keeps shooting. <laughs> I actually really like the fact that, like, the last impulses for it were to keep firing, which blows off the lower leg of one of the G-Self's pieces. As Bellary ejects and uh, Mask face, face plants into the water, <laughs> while the, uh, uh, what's it called, the G-Self superhero lands in the water. <laughs> and Mask is like, Bellary, it! why do you have a cool escape pod jet? And I don't. <laughs> and Bellary's like, well... Uh, that was crazy. I guess I'll go see if any of my friends are alive. Hey, they all are. Cool. Meanwhile, Ida's like, uh, rescue the people. I, Ida, <laughs> the princess, have ordered it. Well, I mean, from what we can tell, she's probably the highest ranking individual on the field right now. She is ordering it to the capital army survivors, though. So, like, uh, that makes sense for the Amerian fleet, but... I mean, it would also work in the side of... Capital Army soldiers stand down. I order you by virtue of the fact that I'm the one who still has working fucking guns and you really want to try this, bitch? That's true. They do. Well, I don't know how many Wuxias are left. They seemed like there were a lot of Wuxias. And a lot of Wuxias got their shit absolutely rocked. Akun soon takes out her amulet of Commander Kia. Is like, look at that Bellary kid, Commander Kia. He stabbed a hole in our ocean once. I wish you could have been here to see it. Uh, Kia stabbed a hole in their ocean. <laughs> uh, she doesn't know that. She wasn't there. And then Flaminia lost five inches that I day. I think she specifically mentioned, or uh, Kia specifically mentioned that he did it. Uh, anyway, epilogue time. g Reco has no time for you to wait epilogue. <laughs> I honestly forgot this epilogue was in the episode. I thought it was just in the movie. Which, like, I don't know if it's a second watching makes it more clear to me or if the movie makes stuff more clear to me. But, I like, this epilogue really works for me in the movie. And I completely forgot it was here in the episode. And I was like, what? This is here here? <laughs> Initially, I thought this was a random child, not Flaminia. <laughs> uh, I thought they just drawn her wrong. I'm like, has she always... What happened? I, I know what happened. I don't know if I know it because the movie makes it more explicit or if just a second viewing, I I'm figured it out. I'm assuming it's something similar to uh, Captain Vampire. Yeah. Uh, and But instead of being like a total skeleton, she's just like short. the size of a child. Yeah, normally. she's just space short. She's she's short because she has been on Toasanga and has been exercising, whereas the others have not. So she has more muscle mass. That wouldn't make her short, though. No, she, they're all short. But she's like, 
she's not emaciated because she has muscle mass. She's just short. And I think the implication is the reason Venus Globe wants to invade is because they're all like this. And Kia's like, well, our kids shouldn't be like this. We should get back to Earth and, like, stop mutating and being weird. <laughs> uh, anyway, Flaminia is a dwarf. <laughs> Flaminia is now played by Peter Dinklage and <laughs> can run a kilometer because she snuck out and ran on Toasanga. But anyway, Ida is like, it's time for the epilogue. I kind of like Ida's outfit here. Uh, Steer is going to pilot the Crescent Moon ship, but only to Ameria. Bellary's mom has a new hippo statue. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, missed the Crescent Moon ship as it left. The two leaders are now cheering the Crescent Moon ship. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> <laughs> and every all our friends are here. Everybody is friends now, except for Mask and Manny, who are just camping and eating corn soup. Uh, which I kind of love, actually. <laughs> they they part finally part ripped that mask like, off Lewin, and he's like, oh, man, that mask made me a dick. Part of me was like, man, did they just, like, leave these two out there? <laughs> well, they have a tent and a shanks. I missed the shanks originally. The the tent I would buy would be part of, like, emergency supplies aboard one of the mobile suits. But, yeah, no, they're they're presumably just camping in the capital territory. Uh, anyway, everyone else is hanging out on the Crescent ship. Kunsoon and... But then we cut to Ameria, where Klim Nick's... Uh, dad, President Zucchini, is giving a speech about how great it was in the war, and we should honor their sacrifice, including his son. Yeah, my and son like, definitely died in the war, just like Garmazabi. Well, when he was saying that, I'm like, did I miss a part where Clint I died? I had the same thing, yeah. But well, no. Not our boy. Klimnik is like, yeah, he left me to die. Kill that fool. Crush him with this ship. Steer, do it. And Steer's <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> okay, Captain. I have Crescent ship. <laughs> she is remarkably on board with it. <laughs> yep. And Klemnik's like, no, he's the goddamn worst. He tried to kill his son. And everybody else is like, all right. I do like the shot of uh, Kun Soon is now just kind of accepted as part of the group now, and she's knitting. She's like knitting, yeah. <laughs> she's like, yeah, all my friends died. I Except Rosenthal. Well, I'm the Rosenthal. I miss the two random dudes standing on a sh on <laughs> top of a rooftop over there. Uh, yeah, I'd hate to be an insurance adjuster here, because how do you, like, how do you handle that? <laughs> Uh, then it, Kun Soon is revealed to be very pregnant and came up with the worst name possible for her child, Kia Mabeki Jr. I'm sorry, Roronora Zoro Jr. <laughs> <laughs> He's my favorite character in Two Piece. <laughs> uh, Mick Jack, I think, is leaving with uh, Clem. Yeah, in a glider to go do genius things. They're going to invent new sex positions. Oh, there's Rosenthal. <laughs> He's alive. Okay, I was right. He is in the uh, in the opening or the epilogue. Then we found uh, out that Bellary's gone. Well, Noredo is very concerned. I do like the shot of Curbs and Ringo with Roraya and and Ringo as like Sundays. Parfaits. And they're like, yeah, Noredo, Bellary just left on the last stop and told you take care. Hey, or take. It's dangerous to go alone. Here, take Chuchimi. I was wondering what happened to Chuchimi. Um, <laughs> and I just got this like coat that is. She's not actually wearing. It's just kind of like. She's wearing a Gurren Lagann style. Yeah. Anyway, Bellary has gone to climb Mount Fuji on a shanks. For some reason. I do not understand why he is in Japan, why he is climbing Mount Fuji on a shank, why he abandoned everyone to just go do this, but whatever. He, he's he's taken a year. It's his, it's his gap year. They just He didn't announce it to anyone. I think he, he told, told Ida. Ida. She knew. Oh, that's fair. It wouldn't actually surprise me if Curbs also knew. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if everybody but Naredo knew. <laughs> Poor Naredo. <laughs> uh, anyway, Bellary climbs Mount Fuji on a shanks while some credits play. And then he's like, all right, now I'm going to go all over the world. 
I know how to wear a coat, unlike my sister. I knew that coat proficiency would pay off in the fifth grade. <laughs> and then he mountain goats down the hill. Uh, and that's the GN Reconquista. <laughs> um, nailed it. <laughs> nailed that ending. I don't think it's too bad, actually. Uh, There's a lot I like about it, but nailed it is not a <laughs> sentence I would say. Nailed it is not what I would describe it as either. It's not too bad. I mean, they do clean up most of the loose ends, mostly just by killing everybody. We get a pretty exciting climax and then some denouement. But like in a way that like, how could they have done it differently, right? And I don't mean that in a let's workshop how that we would have done it better. I mean, what on earth would you have done? <laughs> I mean, the only thing that I could think of that you would really be able to do that any better in any way would be you need a lot more time. And a lot of that is you would need to extend the runtime from 26 probably out to the full 50 because then you could flesh out a lot of the things that we were talking we've talked about previously but with what they have i think they did an okay job i think they spent like 10 episodes of the beginning doing nothing for a while but i meant here specifically of the <laughs> ending my problem with the ending is like we don't see anyone reconciling like and <laughs> <laughs> no Lewin just went to space camp on earth yeah Lewin is just like okay Bellary beat me, I guess. Man, this mask made me a huge dick. And Kunsun's like, I'm pregnant and your friend. <laughs> and Rosenthal's like, I'm your friend too? I, I mean, you killed Chikara and nobody really liked him. Her? Her? <laughs> Them? Why don't we have a gender neutral pronoun? Like, I don't know. This is not a very satisfying resolution to me. I, I don't understand why Bellary's in Japan. Okay. okay. Genuinely, what did you want before I before we take you question? I don't question? know. <laughs> not this. I, is... I mean, it's a really hard, hard thing as well. I I'm kind of on the same in the same boat as you are, Tyler. I, I wouldn't have minded this if we'd seen a little bit more in the way of like like discussion and whatnot. I think my actually my biggest problem is the let's go crush the president. Um, I would have much rather had more of a scene revolving around like Ida and Clem basically being like, yeah, we're taking over and you're out of power rather than we're just going to crush all these random people with the ship. My bigger problem also is that like the fight feels anticlimactic because it's like this huge set piece battle and like uh, just everything blows up, I guess. Um, I actually, and then war ends, I guess. I kind of like the fact that the fight is just this absolute huge clusterfuck that ends up being super anticlimactic. And the reason it ends is basically we are the ones that still have working guns. Um, and like the other thing I'm wondering is like, what happened to Amaria's rival that the Garandun came from? Oh yeah. The Gondwin. The Gondwin that never came up again besides they... Supplied the Granadon. Yeah, w would there not so be political tensions with Ameria? Did they just get over well, that? One side has a giant pirate fleet in the Crescent ship, and one does not. And no, one has a fair. space battleship they loan to somebody else. <laughs> the Bellary traveling the world, I agree with you, it's not satisfying, but I feel like it is very in theme. Um, Tomino has actually commented on that, and he's like, that's my message to kids, that they need to see the world. Which makes sense and is in theme with the show. It's just weird because Bellary has literally gone to the moon and Venus to do that. So it's weird that he's like, and I need to keep doing... I mean, even if he's like, what I learned is that I need to get more perspectives. If like he had said something like that. So I'm going to travel the world. But instead he's just like, have this fish, Naredo, bye. Honestly, <laughs> honestly, I think uh, part of the issue there is like, Bellary, whenever it comes up on like the differing perspectives thing, is always treated like he's right. 
So it's always validating his worldview instead of challenging his worldview as to be different. So like if that had changed in like whenever it came up, it wasn't always Belry is right. And since Ida clearly was raised in a slightly different, you know, very different place from him. And if she wasn't always treated as being wrong, then this ending here where it's like, I need to go gain perspective on the rest of the world as opposed to just these really weird out far flung places like Toasanga and Venus Globe. I'm gonna go travel the world. That would make this more satisfying as well of like, I need to go gain perspective because there are some things out there that I need to know more about. Also, minor nitpick, like all the countries in the world have different names, but Japan's still Japan. <laughs> it's fine. Don't worry about Always. it. Always. Except everyone's orb. <laughs> do you have a high point, Tyler? I think I'm going to do the final fight with Mask and Belry, um, where they just kind of rip each other apart and then fall. Um, I, I actually like that as an ending to it, um, especially with Mask being like, damn you, Belry, I'll get you next time. <laughs> Belry's like, haha, jokes on you, this is the last episode. <laughs> and Mask is like, in the movie! <laughs> Zach? I think I was, at, I, I was very critical of it, but I think I am going to go with uh, the way Rosita goes out. It's like just the super random act of someone not even realizing he's there. He got washed. And he's just like, oh, yeah, I want to go watch how my battleship does. And he just gets wasted because of arrogance and you can't control the shit that's going on. And the fact that it doesn't linger on it, like we don't see him go, oh, no, or have a last monologue. He's just standing there one minute and the next he's punted off a cliff and just there he goes he's dead um so someone said that there wasn't a whole lot of impact to it i'm like yeah that's because we didn't see where he fell uh, <laughs> i'm gonna go with how wild and chaotic the battle seems like especially when the wuxia and bruising team like comes in it just feels so chaotic uh tyler do you have a low point not a huge one but it felt weird that the megafauna did not contribute to the fight at all it was just there zach i'm gonna go with like, we get a couple of scenes of the whooshes and Bruzen team coming in to mix it up, and uh, then it, they're just kind of gone. Yep. Like, they're there for a couple of scenes, and then just, what happened to them? I don't know. I'm going to go with Araya being like, ah, oh, the adults on that ship are just treating it like a big toy. That's, like, very thematic and on-brand for G-Reco, but there's no, like, adult character to represent that. Like, if she had killed Reseda in doing that, that would have worked a lot better. I actually, or, or if uh, Nick's dad had yeah, been on board one of them. President Zucchini actually would have been an excellent yeah, candidate for yeah, that. Yeah, if he was leading from the front. Yep. Like, my son is out there. We must do cool battle stuff. Who is your final MVP, Tyler? Who is my final MVP of this episode? Um, hmm, this is a tough one. Yeah, I think it's Belry. I think he has a revelation this episode. I'm just not sure what it is. Photon Searcher. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that, no, that's a new power, not a character revelation. Uh, Zach. I think it's Mask. I'm also leaning to Mask. I'm That's trying fair. to figure out who it is if it's not Mask. Yeah, actually, can I can I retroactively change my like, Mask? I think you've you convinced may. me. Like, Belry has a lot of screen time, but he's very passive in action. Like I'm, he doesn't really drive any of the action here. There's no like emotional payoff for Belry doing anything. Like everything is happening to Belry by Mask. Yeah, usually by Mask. Yeah, the only reason it wouldn't be Mask is that his kind of limp, like, I'll get you next time. <laughs> but I still think it's Mask. But even for the rest of them, like, he's constantly telling Manny, you know, go back to the Gronodon. Like, constantly co feels like, hey, I want you away from this because Jesus Christ, that perfect backpack, did you see its photon torpedoes? 
I also would like to point out that Mask wouldn't have had or been able to have his final confrontation with Bowery if Manny hadn't been there because she's the one who spotted him. Yes. I mean, that's true. But While he was like, bunny hopping. I do like how he, he is constantly trying to get Manny to presumably, and this might just be me reading into it, basically go away and be safer than right here. All right. We have roughly 6,000 mobile suits we have to add Jesus. to our list. Uh, so we should, you know, we have the movie episode, but we should get a few of them. I say we start with the Zangast, the one I am most likely to forget if we I don't, don't do it. What that, even that is, is the this? one that Curbs and Ringo get at oh. Venus Globe and are in in this episode. Um, this is so forgettable. I'm not. We just watched the episode, and I'm not sure I can remember. Yeah, I, yeah. Th- there's a red. Oi, yuck! No. Yeah, I don't like them. I, I think they're worse than the Leo, right? I think I agree. The Leo might yeah. be made of combustium. But at the very least, it's got a character. Speaking of being made of combustion, I think they're worse than the Gaga, which are the suicide missiles from, from the <laughs> The Gaga are at least kind of stylized. I don't think I agree because I prefer the design on this thing. Although, and they actually kind of fill a narrative place in the story. They don't do much, but the fact that they are upgrades from what they previously had because they went to Venus Globe, whereas the Gagas are just, oh yeah, we have these manned missiles now why mm. so tyler do you think better or worse than the gaga i think better not by a lot i don't like it as much as the rialdo which is the very bad flag yeah very bad name i think i agree i can't even remember what the rialdo is i uh, imagine a flag no imagine it's worse no imagine <laughs> it's worse <laughs> <laughs> well i mean yeah, i'm outvoted anyway so so the zanskat goes at 199 above the gaga and below the rialdo uh, we also have the Zagaki, which is Rosenthal's Zagak with manipulators. It's big and beefy, but I'm not sure I care for it a whole lot. Uh, how do we think it compares to the Goon, which is the <laughs> Zaft aquatic mobile suit that is kind of just a big block? I think I like it more than that. I like it more than the Goon. Uh, mostly because, like, the stupid drill hands kind of do it for me. I think I agree. I like it more than the Goon. What about the Zeno, which is the slightly better Zaft underwater mobile suit? I don't suit. think I like it as much as the Zeno, though. Yeah, I'm trying to remember the Zeno. Um, I think I prefer the Zeno, now that I, if, if it is the one I am thinking of. Uh, better or worse than the Grod, which is the big funnel machine Kunsun debuts in. Um, I like it better than the Grod, actually. I think I do, too. Uh, better or worse than the Alvatore, which is the golden mobile armor that Alejandro Corner is in. It's the armor, not the mobile suit, right? Yes. Better than that. Okay, final question. Better or worse than the Zaut? <laughs> I think better than the Zaut. I That's think the ba- artillery piece, right? Yeah, the the seed one specifically with B. I think I prefer the Zoot. I think I already forgot the name of this thing. The Zagaki. Thank you. The Zagaki is better. I like it better as a design. It can make whirlpools. All right, let's do the G Lucifer. Also, okay, I, which I think is better. I don't really like the G Lucifer, but there are at least ideas in it that I like. I kind of like the G Lucifer actually. Is is that the one that uh, Raya is piloting? Yes. yes. Okay. I'm not sure where to start. Is there anything you guys find it comparable to? What's the what's the two-seater Baku? The Lagao? Yes. I feel like those are only comparable because they're two-seater. I, w- I was actually thinking the Providence. I mean, that's why I went to theirs, because we have one other mobile suit that's a two-seater. Oh, you know, the Kubali is what it actually reminds me yeah, of. Yeah, yeah. And we do have the Kubali Palpion on here, which is, why can I not think of Ayla Yurkiainen's name? Uh, Ayla Yurkiainen's mobile suit. Um, I prefer the Kubelay. I prefer the G Lucifer. I'm not a huge fan of the Kubelay. I prefer the G Lucifer because I don't like the Palpion's like stripes. It's a pretty small. 
Better or worse than the Grimoire Red Beret? I think I like it more too, but I'm the guy who doesn't like that one. The Red Beret does have a lot more interesting things going on, like with his, with the like blade legs and whatnot. But does it have butt lasers? <laughs> no, it doesn't have butt lasers or indeed funnel butt lasers. But I think I like the overall design of the G Lucifer more. Better or worse than the Guy Trash, which has a beam mantle. Definitely better than the better Guy than Trash. Better than the Guy Trash. Uh, better or worse than the Providence, which is where Tyler suggested we start. I think it's better than the Providence. Um, I really dislike the Providence design. Um, I've gone into detail as to why exactly, but um, I just prefer the G Lucifer's design. I think it's more sleek. I definitely prefer the head. I'm not a huge like fan of the overall Gundam head on a lot of places. I think it's kind of overused in sometimes. Um, I think I like the G Lucifer a little bit more than the Providence. Uh, you guys wanted to compare it to the Legau, so how does it compare to the Legau? I think I actually like it better than the Legau. I think too. it's a bit better than the Legau. Uh, how do we think it compares to the Hecate? That's uh, McJack's first. Des- first yeah, and, I, and I don't like it as much as the Hecate. I I think I agree. I think the Hecate is a bit better of a design. It's got a chainsaw minigun. <laughs> uh, it's got a chainsaw bayonet on its beam minigun. How do we think it compares to the Reborn's Gundam? I do quite like the Reborn's Gundam, but the more I think about it, the more I think I prefer the G Lucifer, and most of my fondness for the Reborn's Gundam come from playing it in Dynasty Warriors 3. The thing is, I think the Reborn's Gundam turning into a dumb uh, gun cannon is cooler than the butt lasers, so (laughs) I think I prefer the Reborn's. Um, I think I also prefer the Reborn's. Like I said, I like it, but I think most of my fondness comes from Dynasty Warriors Gundam 3. Uh, Better or worse than the Death Scythe? The original Death Scythe? I think it's better than the original Death Scythe. I'm inclined to agree. Better or worse than the Calamity Gundam, which has a big bazooka in his head. I do not particularly care for the Calamity, um, but I do think I like it better than the G Lucifer. I think I prefer the G Lucifer to the Calamity. I think I like the Calamity more, actually. It's the- really close, but I like the like Gundam look, I think, a bit more than the G Lucifer's. Like, the G Lucifer, there's something about it that's off. It looks a bit too much like a mermaid to me. I can see that. But that kind of, that that design definitely does it for me. But I can see why uh, it wouldn't do it for everybody. Uh, I also like the fact that it's a two seater. Speaking of two seaters, how do we think it compares to the the Harut Gundam, which is Soma Pierce and Alejandro's movie <laughs> Gundam? Hallelujah, Hallelujah, yes, uh, and Hallelujah. It, yeah, it's but it's not Ala, it's not Alejandro. Yeah, you're right. It's not Alejandro Quarters Molus. I think I prefer the G Lucifer to the Harut. I really dislike the fact that the Harut doesn't have feet. <laughs> I like the Harut's scissor funnels, I think, more than the Lucifer's regular funnels, so I think I'm on the Harut team. I think I'm also on team Harut, mostly because I like the color scheme a little bit better. All right, the G Lucifer goes at number 56, above the Death Scythe and below the Harut Gundam. Let's Harut, do, Harut! Let's do just one more before we get out of here so that we have save a little bit of time next time. Let's do the G-Rack. I think that's super comparable to the Regnant. They're both these big, beefy yeah. mobile suits that girls are in. I like the G-Rack slightly more because of the beam centipede. It's dumb and doesn't make any sense, but it's something that's like, I'm going to remember forever. I think I prefer the G-Rack as well. Like, I really like the fact that it is just this big hulking thing that has this one gargantuan landing gear. It looks like something I would design in Space Engineers. And for that reason, I approve. I don't know if it's fair to compare it to the Destroy Gundam, but I'm gonna. Do we think it's better or worse than the Destroy Gundam? Destroy um, is my vote. I, I prefer the Destroy. I must be complete. The G-Rack... I, oh, that I, just unlocked a whole bunch of memories. Uh, I think you did the it to G-Rack me first. has a better overall design than the Destroy, so I think I'm gonna have to give it to the G-Rack. 
Because the Destroy is just the Psycho Gundam and the Big Zam. The thing is, the Destroy is just me- more memorable to me. It cuts more of a thing. I'm going to remember it forever. And the G-Rack like, blends in with a whole bunch of these like semi-big mobile suits. I so. mean, that makes sense. I can understand that. Better or worse than the Montero? I think I prefer to the Montero, actually. I think I do, too. All right. The G-Rack goes at number 103 above the Montero and below the Destroy Gundam. So what do we have left? Oh, Zach, why would you admit? We have the G-Self. The G-Self with perfect backpack. Oh, so we're the G-Arcane. The G-Arcane full dress, if we're going to rank those as two separate ones. We'll have to have that discussion. The Mazraster. The Gostama. The Re-GT. The Kabakali. The... I, <laughs> I didn't think we had this The many. Dharma. I, I, the, the, the hack, if we're doing it separately. And whatever Mick Jack's new mobile suit is. The Trinity. And I have to make sure we're not missing any. I only asked because I thought it was much fewer than that, and I just figured we'd give the audience a little bit of a summary of here's what we have left to do. Playsets and toys. They must be sold. (laughs) No one bought them. All right, we will be back next week, maybe with Movie 5, Beyond the Peril of Death. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my, seriously. Well, they already crossed the line of death like two episodes ago. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Maybe with some bullshit about about Gundam Seed Freedom, because that's way in our wheelhouse. We'll see. Check your local listings. (laughs) To those of you who finished this series, we're not done yet. (laughs) 